Shalom Abrach Reb Tevom is Dav Kuchov Aleph. Today's Dav discusses what Rabbi Huda's Shita is regarding the three days from the husband's death when you're allowed to be made. Is that the Chumar or the Kuha? We have a Mishnah that tells us about the Alochas of Mayim, Shein Lahem Soif, and a number of cases that are equivalent to Mayim, Shein Lahem Soif. And we have another Mishnah on that tells us the Alochah about trusting Eidos that was said, Lefitumoy, in innocence. But the Gemara begins that we know Rehuda ben Baba uh, told us that we don't need the three days after with from when the husband died to have the Eidos testified from within that time frame. And the Gemara is asking, is that Lekula or Lechumra? So we bring a Raya. There was a, an individual who drowned in Karmi and he washed up on... On shore, and Abi had the three days later. Ravdimi allowed his wife and our daughter to remarry. There's another story of an individual who drowned in Dagelas. They pulled him up on the coast of Shavistano, and Rav allowed his wife to remarry after five days. Now, if Rabbi Yehuda was actually telling us that this three day limit is uh, his aloch is lekula, that even if the Edis was experienced after the three days, it's still okay. Then these police can, where, where, where did they get their psaq from? They could be going like Rehuda ben Baba if it's Lakula. But if he was actually being the Khumra and saying, no, it has to be less than three days, then how could they allow these two, these two people's wives to remarry? Gemara says that this is not a raya because these were both cases of drowning and the water preserves the body. In the Gemara, we learned before is that water inflicts the body and makes it worse. But the Gemara says that that's only when the water is actually tumultuous and is actually hitting the body. When it's calm waters, it preserves it. But even so, even when it was preserved in the water, this edus will only work after the three days if it was, if the edus was seen, experienced, immediately as the body was uh, rescued from the water. But if they waited afterwards, the body bloats and then you can't have the edus that it's this individual after that. Now we have a new mission that tells us if the husband fell into the water, whether it's Mayim She'yesh Lem Saif or Mayim She'in Lem Saif, according to a mayor, his, his wife is still Aser because it could be he came up on the other side somewhere. Even when you can see the other, the other side. And if mayor says Lashita Saif, there's a story. Someone who fell into a gigantic pit that couldn't see the bottom. And even after three days, he still came out. So you know, even, if, even though you can't see the other side, even though he's all alone and there's nothing for him to live on except, you know, just water. For Mary Holt, he could still survive. Rabbi however, disagrees. He had a story with a blind individual who went to Teuvel in a cave and his attendant went with him. But when the Summa didn't come out, he waited until he would have been dead and, allow, and Rabbi Yossi allowed his wife to remarry. There's another story in Asya. Someone drowned at sea, and all they were able to pull out was his leg. And the Chachamim said, that depends on the constitution of the leg. If you have the leg from above the knee, then you could assume he's dead and his wife can remarry. But if, if all we have is from below the knee, his wife cannot remarry. Now, in the Gemara, mayor tells us that no matter what type of water he fell in, whether it's Sheesh Lem Soif, Ain Lem Soif, his wife is still us, so the guy can still be alive. The Chachamim say, 
They disagree that if Mayim Shiyesh Lohem Saif, you could see the other Saif, you could tell that he didn't climb out on the other side, you assume that he's dead and his wife is allowed to remarry. But if it's Mayim Shiyesh Saif, then it could be he came out somewhere, we just don't know where, and his wife is still also to remarry. Now the Gemara clarifies what is Mayim Shiyesh Lohem Saif. So by answers, this is a case where you can see the all four sides of the water. It's a story of an individual who drowned in a boat in Samki. Now Sheila allowed his wife to remarry. So Rav tells Shmuel, you know, we should put him in Cherim. Shmuel says, wait, well, first ask Rav Sheila why he allowed his wife to remarry. So they sent him a letter. And they asked him, Mayim she'ein lehem soif. Is his wife allowed to remarry or not? So if Sheila responded, no, his wife's saucer. We have to assume that he's still alive. So they asked again, okay, and, and in this, in the waters in, in Samki, is that Mayim She'ein Saif, Mayim She'ein Lehem Saif? So if Sheila said, no, this is Mayim She'ein Lehem Saif. So they said, well, hang on, if Mayim She'ein Lehem Saif, and he's saying, Mayim She'ein Lehem Saif, his wife is still also, why did you allow his wife to remarry? So if Sheila said, actually, you know, I was mistaken. I thought maybe because these waters are Kovu Vakaimi, that it counts as Mayim She'ein Lehem Saif, but... I was mistaken because since there's a current in the water, there could be a wave washed him away and he's actually still alive somewhere. Shmuel said, to, said on Rav, the apostle of La Yuna Latzantik Kol Ovoin, because he didn't put Rav Shila in Techerim. And Rav said the apostle of Utsua Beroivyoy is the Shmuel who advised him not to put him in Techerim. Now the Gemara brings a Braisa, where Rebbe tells us there was a story with two people who were setting up their fish traps in the Yardane. One of them went into a cave of fish to set his trap in there, and while he was in there, the sun set, and he wasn't able to find the, e- the exit to this cave. So his friend waited for him until he assumed he was dead. And then he let his wife know that her husband had died. But the next day, the sun came out, and the guy inside, the fisherman, saw the exit. He came out, came home, and he finds that they're being mosped him in his house. Rabbi heard this, he said, Wow, they said that his wife is mutter, but if it's like this cave where you can't see the other side, his wife cannot remarry. You have to assume he's alive. Okay, so even where you could see all the sides, maybe the guy is talking inside one of these little caves on, this, on, the, on the coast, and he's just going to walk out of that cave tomorrow morning. Gemara says, but by Mayim Sheyeshlem Soif, we don't have these fishing caves. Next, Rav Ashi clarifies that when the Chachamim tell us that Mayim Sheyin Lehem Soif, that we have to assume that he's still alive and his wife is also, that is only in a case with a regular person. But if someone is a Tamil Chacham, his wife is allowed to remarry because if he would have survived, he would have found out that the Gadol Adar washed up in shore, at shore somewhere. The Gemara says we don't pass in like Ravashi. It doesn't matter whether he's a regular person or a Torba Mirban and a Tamachacham. Mechadchila, she's not allowed to remarry. Seems Bidiyeved, it's a good marriage. Next, we have a writer, Rabbi Gamil, tells us that one time he was on a boat and he saw another boat that cracked. And I was very concerned about a Tamachacham that was on that boat. It was Rabbi Akiva. I assumed that Rabbi Akiva had drowned. But when I came. On, at the shore, I saw Rabbi Akiva there, and he was busy uh, giving a halacha shir. I said, how did you survive? He said, well, there was a daf on this boat that I was able to grab a hold of. It c- came over to me, and as soon as each wave came, 
I lowered my head and I went under each wave. Mary Shapiro famously said that, hang on to the daf and you'll be able to survive the craziest storms. From Rabbi Akiva's phraseology, the Chachamim learned that if there were shon come on someone like these waves, he should bend his head to just go underneath them. Rabbi Gamliel said, at that moment I learned that the Chachamim are, are so great. They said, Ma'im lahem soif. that's mutter, but it's Ma'im lahem soif. We have to assume that he's alive and the wave washed him ashore. Similarly, we had Rabbi Akiva was once on a boat and he saw the other boat was drowning and he was mitzayr that there was a tamachachman. The mayor was on the other boat, but when he came to shore, he saw the mayor was totally alive. He was in Kaputskia giving a halachah. He said, how did you survive? And the mayor explained that the, without any daft, this, uh, this wave came and passed over to another wave, passed him over to another wave and washed him ashore. And there Rabbi Akiva exclaimed, Kam bagudelim divichachamim that mayim shiyeshlam soif Matters the wife, but my name So if we have to assume that he's still alive. Now, in similar cases that we that are assumed that the husband died, the Gemara tells us that if someone falls into a lion's dead, that's not a trustworthy edus that the husband has died because it could be he could survive that. But if he fell into a pit of nechoshim and akravim, then we can't assume that he died. Nechoshim and akravim bite. The Beseira says. That even in a pit of Nechoshim and Akravim, snakes and scorpions, we still don't know for sure that the husband had died because it could be that he knows how to tame snakes and scorpions and they wouldn't have bitten him. The Tanakama holds that since he landed in their pit, he's automatically going to step on one of them and no matter how good of a tamer he is, they're going to give him a bite. Next, the Gemara says if someone falls into a Kivshon Aisha furnace, then you can testify that he's dead. If he falls into a pot full of wine or oil, you could also give testimony that he died. In the name of Rav Acha, it was told that with oil, a pot of oil, you can assume that the person had died because when it splashes out, it'll only make the fire bigger. But with wine, there you can't know for sure that the person had died because it could be when, the, when he splashes into the pot, the wine will extinguish the fire. But the... Gave Ravach a pushback and said, yeah, when the wind spells out, it lowers the fire, but that fire comes roaring back very quickly. At the end of the day, he's going to get cooked. Next, we learned in a mission that our mayor told us a story of someone that fell into a big pit. In the Bryce, they told her mayor, they can't bring riots from mice and nisim. What was the nice over there? If the chilis was that this guy survived for three days, Without food and water, I mean, we had that with Esther. Esther asked everyone to, to fast for three days without bread and water. You see, you can't survive that long. That's not a nace. Elamai, the Chiddush is that a guy could survive at sea without sleeping for three days. That would be a nace. Like Rabbi Yechanan says, if someone makes a shvu that he's not going to sleep for three days, you give him a malchus right away, and then you send him off to sleep. It's as if he's already sleeping. Because it's impossible. News, why is your mayor being soymich on this nace that the guy's not going to sleep for three days? Rafkana explains that that Rameer holds, he's going to find this little ledge on the side and, and, and doze off a little bit, so Hitaka will sleep within those three days. But the Rabbanans say that the slippery sides aren't sleeping material. He won't be able to fall asleep on them. Rameer say, says that it, even if they're very slippery, he'll doze off a little bit like the Chavar did by the Simchas Pesos She'eva on each other's shoulders. Next, the Gemara says there's a story with the daughter of Nechunya who used to dig uh, wells for people to have water and his daughter fell into this pit 
into one of his bars. They came and told Rechanina ben Doisa the tragedy. The first hour, Rechanina ben Doisa said, Shalom. The second hour, he said, Shalom. The third one, he said, she's out. So they, they ran to, and Taka, she was out, and they asked, uh, you know, my sweet, sweet daughter, why? Uh, what happened? How'd you get out? So she said, she, she told them of what happened. There was this, these rams that were walking by, led by this old man, and they took me out. So they told Rechanina ben Doisa, what are you, a Navi? That's incredible. He said, I'm not a Navi. I'm not the Talmud of a Navi. It can't be that with the Bayres, that Nechunya was busy big, uh, digging as a chesed, that that's where the Bernstein would, would cause a downfall for his children. Rabbi Abba says that the truth is at the end, his son did die of thirst. Like the Pasuk says, because the Bernstein was medactic with tzaddikim kechut asara. Rechanina says it's from the Pasuk of Kelnaretz besoid kedoshim that the tzaddikim set an example. Next, we have a new mission that tells us that if someone hears from women, they're saying that this individual died, that's enough to prove uh, of, of an edus to say that he's dead, that his husband, her, his wife can remarry. Rabbi Huda says that even hearing from children, if they're saying, oh, we went and we heard this eulogy, we buried this man. That's enough of a testimony, whether they're, they're trying to say it as Edus or not, to assume that this individual had died. But who the Baba says, if a Jew is telling us this, even if he's saying it as Edus to prove that this person had died, that's enough. But by a guy, if he's trying to tell us this to prove that this Jew had died, that's not a valid Edus. And the Gemara says, how could you trust these kids to say that they actually that they went to this Leviah, that this person had died? Maybe they had never gone. Maybe it's all in their imagination. So Yudha Mashmal says they were giving off very specific details. They said, oh, we're coming from the Hesped and the burial of this specific person. Okay, maybe that, you know, this name was actually the name of their little pet that had died. And they, they just happened to give him the same name and they made a Leviah for their pet. The Gemara says, no, no, no. What they're saying was, not only did we come from this Levi of this and this person with the same name, but these were the G'dayulim that were there. These were the people who said the eulogies. That specific, they don't get with their pet Levias. Now, we said we're not going to trust a Goy if he's trying to tell us that this person had died with Eidos. Now, Yehudah Meshemal says that this only applies if the Goy is trying to be Mater, but if he's being Meshaven to say Eidos... That's a good Eidos. Now, how do we know what the guy's intention is? How do we know if he's trying to be Mater, his wife, or if he's just giving testimony? So, Yosef says, if he shows him a bezin and he says, this and this individual died, therefore allow his wife to remarry, you can tell that he's trying to be Mater, the wife. But if he just says, this and this individual died, that it was just testimony, nothing to do with being Mater, the wife, and that we will believe. Rishlokish tells us also, that we're only not going to believe the guy if he's trying to be mad to the wife. But if he's saying it as Eidos, that we will believe. But Yechanan told Rish Lakish, wasn't there a story in, o- in Oishia where Rebbe battled it out with 85 Zakanim? Where Rebbe told them that we only don't trust the guy when he's trying to be mad to the wife. But if he's trying to tell us Eidos, we do believe his Eidos, but no one believed him. Everyone disagreed with Rebbe. The Chachamim disagreed. 
So in our Mishnah, when we say that the Goy is, is intending to testify, and they were not going to believe him, we're only going to believe a Jew, what, what's our case? When would we believe a guy? And the Gemara answers, When he says it, in the middle of a conversation, not with intent of testifying whatsoever. For example, there was someone who came, and this guy was saying, Who is this Bey Chiyui? Or Chivoy? Because Chivoy had died. Who, who's, who's Chivoy's wife? And the Yosef heard this, and he, and he let his wife remarry. There was a guy who said, Woe to... Parsha Zriza, this very strong warrior, this Jewish warrior from Pompadisa, that he, he died. Rabbi Yosef heard him say that, and he said, oh, his wife's allowed to remarry. There's another guy who came to town, and he was saying, who's this Beichasa? Because Chasa, who's, who's Chasa's wife? Because Chasa drowned. Rabbi Nachman commented that the Berner Shalom is feeding fish to Chasa. And based on Rabbi Nachman's comments, his wife, Chasa's wife, Remarried and no one protested. Ravashi says, "You see, since no one protested, they were going like the Rabbanon who say that that Ma'im Shein Lehem Soif, his wife is Aser, but that's only Lichatchila. But if she goes ahead and remarries, we let her remarry. Be the Eved, it's okay. You see, no one made a macho. Some say the Rav Nachman actually allowed his wife to remarry because he said that since." Uh, Chasa was a Gavra Rabba, we would have heard if he was washed up on, on shore, so we could assume that it's, he's dead and his wife uh, can remarry, but that's not true because it doesn't matter whether he's a Gavra Rabba or not. Lechatchila, his wife is not allowed to remarry, but if she did, we don't make a macho. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.